Welcome to the podcast of Fairmount Presbyterian Church in Cleveland Heights, Ohio, where we feature our worship sermons. Listen again to past sermons from home, when you are traveling, or wherever you are. Listen in if you need a moment of reflection, inspiration, and love. Our second scripture reading comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 25, verses 34 to 40. Listen again for God's holy word. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who will receive good things from my father. Inherit the kingdom that was prepared for you before the world began. I was hungry and you gave me food to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you gave me clothes to wear. I was sick and you took care of me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then those who are righteous will reply to him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you a drink? When did we see you as a stranger and welcome you or naked and give you clothes to wear? When did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? Then the king will reply to them, I assure you that when you have done it for the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you have done it for me. For the word of God in scripture, for the word of God around us, for the word of God within us, thanks be to God. Contemplation is the highest expression of humanity's intellectual and spiritual life. It is that life fully awake, fully active, fully aware that it is alive. It is spiritual wonder. It is spontaneous awe at the sacredness of life, of being. It is gratitude for life for awareness, and for being. It is a vivid realization of the fact that life and being in us proceed from an invisible, transcendent, and infinitely abundant source. Contemplation is, above all, awareness of the reality of that source. These are words from the Trappist monk, Thomas Merton one of the greatest Christian mystics of the last century. Now, for me, some Christian spirituality is too esoteric, too abstract, too disembodied. But one of the reasons why I love Thomas Merton so much is that his Christian spirituality is incarnational. It's embodied. It's part of our daily living. And yet it can still be so hard for us to grasp. If only we had a succinct way to capture the essence of how to live this embodied contemplative spirituality, like like a three-word mantra or something. Hey, Ryan. Oh, I've got an idea. Go with me. Ready? When is it? What uh, what are you doing? Like, when, when are we? Uh, now, I guess, uh-huh. I guess now. Yeah, and where are we? Here. And what are we doing now and here? This. Yeah. We're doing this. We're doing this. We're doing 
Now hear this. That's it. That's brilliant, Lindsay. Brilliant. Uh, do you just want to do this thing together? Yeah, why don't you come on down Okay, here? meet okay, you at the table. Cool. So now, hear this. That's what Merton said. Be present in the moment. Be where you are and do what you're doing. Fully active, fully aware, fully alive. It sounds so simple, but it takes practice to become more fully present in our lives. And that's exactly what we're going to do this year. We're going to practice presence. We're going to be present to each other here in this church. We're going to practice being present to God And we're going to practice being present to our community outside of these walls. We're going to practice presence in many ways this year, but this morning we're going to focus on three practices of presence that stem from our gospel readings in Matthew and Luke. Listening with the ear of our heart, sharing bread with the bread of life with our hands, and seeing with eyes of compassion. This journey to being more present in our lives begins here at the communion table because it's a thin place, a place where we very intentionally come to encounter the presence of God, a place where God's presence can be revealed to us just as it was to those two disciples in Emmaus. When we listen with the ear of our heart, we become present in our listening Our scripture readings today, Jesus' followers modeled this. As they were walking the road to Emmaus, these men were deeply grieved. Jesus, whom they loved, whom they trusted, whom they believed would save them, was gone. Some guy shows up who doesn't even seem to know anything that's been happening, and they try to explain to him what's going on, and yet he's the one with all the answers. And so instead of talking, they begin to listen. They're not just listening to be polite or listening for content in case there's a quiz later. They're listening in a way that transforms them, in a way that hits their hearts. In the Matthew passage, Jesus is illustrating what it means to be his follower. In the story that he tells, it's clear that it means doing things like visiting those who are sick or in prison. And you know that Jesus doesn't mean just stop by and say hi. Really visiting with people means listening to their stories. And when we really listen to those who have been marginalized, that has the power to change us. Listening with the ear of our heart. Is the practice that we need to cultivate. (laughs) You knew it couldn't be Celebrate Sunday without some props, right? (laughs) So we're listening with the ear of our heart. And one of the ways that we do that is by listening to each other's stories and getting to know each other. And we're going to do that today at the picnic, the indoor picnic. But also on Saturday the 24th, we hope you will mark your calendars because we're having an all-church retreat. 
Did you get excited? Did you like pull out your front phone and mark your calendar? Okay, good. So we're going to spend time together at this retreat sharing biblical stories and stories from our lives in a variety of ways. And no, it won't just be a day of icebreakers. I promise there will be more than icebreakers. But we're going to spend intergenerational time together. And when we say intergenerational time, we mean people of all ages. We mean if you're single, if you're married, if you have kids, if you don't have kids, if you're six, if you're 95, this is you. All of us. We will spend time all together and then also some time in age-related groups. And there will be cookies. But we need you to make this happen to make an intergenerational all-church retreat come to fruition. Over the course of the year, we will also be studying Scripture and listening to God's Word. This fall, we'll begin with Nehemiah, which I'm going to guess that most of you haven't read before. Don't worry, I only recently remembered about Nehemiah, but it's a fantastic story, I promise. We're also going to listen to our neighbors by visiting other faith communities, sharing worship together, and listening with the ear of our hearts to their stories. And you and I both know that some of the greatest stories are shared over a meal, so we're definitely going to eat together. That's exactly right, because when we sit down together around a table like this one to eat, we become present to each other on a different level. And so this year we're going to share the bread of life. When the two disciples who are traveling with Jesus finally reached their destination, Emmaus. It says that Jesus kept walking on as if he was going to keep going. This was goodbye. But instead of saying goodbye to him, they invite him into their home for dinner. Little did they know that this simple act of hospitality would change their lives forever. The story tells us that after Jesus took his seat at the table with them, he took the bread And he blessed it, and he broke it, and he gave it to them. These words and actions are not only a recall of the Last Supper, but a practice of presence that we see again and again throughout Jesus' ministry, sitting at the table with friends and with foes, eating together. In Matthew 25, Jesus says to the people, I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me a drink. When we share a meal together, we practice presence not only with one another, but we can also encounter God's presence in surprising ways. And so because we know that this kind of magic can happen over a meal, we're going to eat together a lot this year. Soon we'll be announcing sign-ups for church supper clubs which will be opportunities for us to share meals together in one another's homes. We're also reviving an old Fairmount tradition with a new twist, Breaking Bread Sundays. The first Sunday of each month, our 11 o'clock service will be an intergenerational worship experience centered around the table. We'll we'll share communion together in worship and then a family-style meal right after worship. Lindsay and I have listened to so many of you here, young and old, talk about how important our our kids here at Fairmount are. And the idea of these Breaking Bread Sundays is to strengthen relationships across generations in our congregation. 
and to help form a foundation of faith and worship for the next generation of Christians. We'll also eat together with our neighbors this year. We'll be looking for opportunities to share meals with community partners and other faith communities, beginning with worship and dinner in November with the students of UPCAM, the campus ministry at Case Western. Because when we sit across the table from one another, we begin to see each other with new eyes. We become present when we learn to see with eyes of compassion. In the message translation of Matthew 25, the sheep respond to their master, what are you talking about? When did we ever see you hungry and feed you thirsty and give you a drink? Then the king will say, whatever you did, of, whatever you did of these things to someone overlooked or ignored, that was me. You did that to me. The men walking the road to Emmaus picked up some guy along the way and deeply listened to him as they walked. But it wasn't until they invited him to join them for a meal that their eyes were opened and they recognized this guy as Jesus. Recognizing Jesus around us seems like a straightforward endeavor, but it takes intention to notice that which is around us. This year, we're going to work at noticing, too. But it's not all work. It's also a lot of fun. We thank you for listening to a worship episode from Fairmount Presbyterian Church. Revisit this podcast site weekly for new worship episodes. Have a beautiful and blessed day.